Hello, and welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. Thank you for joining me on another episode this week. This is a place where I talk about health and wellness and optimizing those both of those things. And yeah, I am a registered holistic nutritionist, a content creator, a podcaster, and I see clients one-on-one. And I'm also developing my first course, which I'm so excited about. So this is my baby steps course. I think I've been talking about it for a long time now. Feels like a long time, but it is launching to every single person who is on the wait list in February. I don't know the exact date yet. We'll see. It's probably going to be closer to the end of February, but I am really excited for everyone on the wait list because they get $100 off, which is huge. And that will be the only opportunity that there will ever be to get that much of a discount. So I'm excited for those people. And this is a preconception health course. So it is the ultimate resource that you need in order to optimize your health and your partner's health in today's world before you get pregnant. So when I was going through this journey myself, I was really looking for something that was all about optimizing health in this way that was very holistic. And I simply didn't find it. Everything I saw online talked about taking a prenatal vitamin and avoiding alcohol or exercising. Like the recommendations were just so basic that I was kind of already doing them and I just didn't feel like it was enough for what I was looking for. And especially somebody who has irregular menstrual cycles, who has, you know, mild PCOS, we'll call it and was concerned about this stage of my life, I really wanted to take it into my own hands in order to optimize this. And I I didn't find what I was looking for. So out of that whole frustration and research, I created what I was looking for. And that is what I have created for you. And so I think that's why there's so many people on the wait list is because they can really resonate with that. The course is going to be Honestly, the course is not going to be complicated. It's going to be like all the research and information that you need, like divided into different modules. So we'll have like nutrition and exercise and lifestyle and stuff like that. And then the most important part of it is my 90 day cleanse. And this is exactly what I did. This is what I recommend to my patients. And this is what ideally you and your partner follow before you start trying to conceive. And the idea is that you do a certain amount of steps every single day for 90 days. And then after that point, you are set up better for conception, for pregnancy, for healthy birth outcomes. And this is all outlined in the course. Yeah, I think this is just something that we should really be thinking about. And it actually ties into today's episode because we talk about detoxing and cleansing. And this is not something you want to do when you're pregnant, when you're postpartum, when you're breastfeeding. It is something you want to do beforehand. So how can we optimize our detox pathways during those months or even a year before in order to be healthier in the future? And that is kind of what I explained in the course and what we kind of get into today. So today's episode is all about detoxing. We also talk about liver flushing, which is not something that I know a lot about. I actually have never done a liver flush. It's not something that I knew that there was an actual specific protocol for. I guess when I heard liver flush before, I assumed that it just meant supporting the liver naturally through detoxing and cleansing because 
when you do different cleanses and detoxes, you are supporting the liver. But Eva today, who's joining me, goes through exactly what a liver flush is and how to do it. And this is definitely something that I will be doing in the future because I'm just super curious about it and super curious how it would feel and any difference that I would notice. So we're going to get into that. And this is this is really helpful. This is really good for people who think they might have parasites or mold concerning or over toxicity or metal toxins. And, and it's hard because like, you know, we're obviously exposed to so much in our life at this point. So these types of episodes are helpful to kind of guide you in the right direction if you're feeling the need to shake things up and kind of do some sort of cleanse. A shout out to Bahe Shoes. I love these shoes and they are the ones that I use when I take my dog for a walk or really when I'm going outside doing anything. They are stylish shoes that are grounding. So they ground you to the earth. And a big thing in the biohacker health optimization world is grounding or earthing. And this is the idea that we can connect our frequency to the earth's frequency. And there are a ton of health benefits from that. There's quite a bit of research that behind this actually, like this is not a new phenomenon. And it's really cool to see technology like shoes come out that say, okay, you can wear shoes and not go barefoot, but here you can actually still get the benefits as if you were walking barefoot on the ground. And that's what Baha'i shoes have done. That's why I have them. I love them. They're also very stylish, which does not always happen when you're creating like apparel for health fanatics. A lot of the time, you know, the really healthy garments are not that nice looking. I'm just going to say that like they're very frumpy or ugly colors or just something I simply would not wear. But these shoes are not the case. So they're very stylish. And I like that they ground me. It's like something I don't have to think about. And I'm exposed to a lot of EMF. I work from home. And I, I'm in a condo right now and, you know, I'm in a city, so <laughs> I'm just kind of bombarded everywhere, although we are moving to a small town. And I'm just excited to use these shoes because I don't walk barefoot every single day outside, especially when it's very cold. So definitely check those out if you're like me and you're like wanting to feel a bit more connected to the earth and you you know, EMF is on your radar, frequencies, 5G. If that's all on your radar and something you're worried about, you definitely need these shoes. Use my discount code, you get 10% off. It's linked in the show notes and on my website. And a shout out to Bioptimizers. Oh my goodness, I just posted a video on TikTok today about the five ways in which magnesium makes a difference in women's reproductive health. Five different ways. So go watch that video if you want to learn more about that. But it is. It was pretty astonishing when I was doing the research to see how significant magnesium plays a role in women's health. Everything from fertility to ovulation to helping with uterine cramping to lessening the stress that comes with your period and helping you have like healthier mental health. Also just regulating it in general, balancing hormones like the the delicate balance between progesterone and estrogen, magnesium actually can help support that. So it's a crucial mineral that we need and so many of us are depleted in it. I personally take a full spectrum magnesium from Bioptimizers. It's got all seven types in it. This is probably my favorite product from them alongside you know, their digestive enzymes 
as well as their probiotic. I think those three are a big, big hit and I probably will always take them. So definitely check that out, especially if you're somebody in the, I kind of feel like everyone should honestly be on magnesium. So I don't even want to say that, but especially if you're a woman in your fertile years, if you're going through preconception, pregnancy, postpartum, when you probably need extra support than normal, I would really, really highly encourage you to get onto a magnesium supplement. Also, if you're somebody who's going through a really stressful time, like more stress than normal, you know, maybe you're going through some life changes or there's a lot going on at home, I would really encourage you to get on magnesium. Stress depletes magnesium very quickly. And so we really want to be getting enough magnesium to support us during that time. So go to bioptimizers.com slash biohackingbritney. Use my discount code biohackingbritney and you will save the most amount of money possible, which I love for you. So enjoy this podcast episode. I will catch you on Friday for another one. Next week, there will be two episodes, but I'm also going on a little vacay. I'm going to Tofino, which is a tiny, tiny town on the very edge of Canada. And as in like you look out on the ocean and if you kept going across the ocean, I think you hit Russia, if I'm correct. And like it's way out there. The town has like 2000 people in it and they get about a million tourists a year, but not during this time. And I'm so excited. It's one of my favorite places in the whole entire world. So we're going for four days next week and just a little rest and recoup moment. And I'm very excited about that. So message me if you have any questions about your health, get on the baby steps wait list. It's linked in my, it's linked everywhere in my bio, on my website, in the show notes and enjoy this episode. I will catch you next week or later this week for another one. Well, welcome to biohacking with Brittany. I am so excited about this episode and we are going to be diving into all things holistic health, which is obviously one of my favorite topics with Eva Hooft or Hoft. <laughs> and she is a certified holistic health coach and alignment coach, which is really interesting. We're going to talk about liver flushing, emotional detox, and the crucial link between emotional and physical well-being, which I find very interesting and not something I actually talk about a lot. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's such a pleasure to be on here with you. I love your podcast, love your channel. Also love the memes that you share. <laughs> so yeah, super excited to dive into the conversation today. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. I, yeah, sometimes I, I feel like social media is a little too serious. And so yeah. <laughs> I always just save all these posts that I see that make me laugh out loud. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to share these with other people. It's so good. <laughs> Much needed. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I would love for you to kind of start with your own personal health journey and how you kind of got to this point where you're combining emotional health and, and trauma and holistic health. Yeah. So my journey, I mean, as most of us, you know, it starts when we're born, <laughs> like the trauma starts when we're born, the health issues start when we're born, specifically, as you know, like in this the, just the toxic world that we live in. Like my mom smoked cigarettes when she was pregnant. So it started off with, you know, like heavy metals in my body from when I was little. And then as I grew up, you know, there's the things like all the, from the vaccines to 
the food that we ate from everything just kind of like piling on. I also was put on birth control when I was 11 years old. So there was just like a lot happening in my body that I wasn't really aware of. And so on top of that, I also was bullied my whole life. And I mean, that just did, you know, so much to my emotional health and to the trauma that I was storing in my body. And then once that kind of like, I always kind of had some health issues, just like a lot of gut issues specifically, like very sensitive stomach would always feel like sick to my stomach. I have really, really terrible PMS symptoms, like would be like lying on the floor, crying from cramps and couldn't get out of bed a couple nights or a couple days a week. And that kind of like went into me entering the modeling industry. So when I entered the modeling industry, it was obviously very much focused on like health on a physical level. So it was all about, you know, how skinny can you get? How little can you eat? Avoiding all fats. And I was going from diet to diet based on like what my modeling agents would tell me. So I would do keto and then I would go raw vegan. And, you know, my my gut microbiome was like, what's going on? <laughs> so after I kind of switched diets and, and had basically a, a really unhealthy relationship to food, I started getting severe IBS. So really anything I would eat would just make me feel so fatigued, bloat me. I would be constipated for about a week straight. And I just was so depressed, like so unhappy with life, like couldn't really, yeah, I just didn't really see the light anymore. And that kind of started my health journey. So that's when I was like, okay, something has to change because the doctors couldn't really tell me what was going on besides just labeling the diagnosis IBS, which isn't even really a real diagnosis. And just just basically telling me like, oh, you need to eat more fiber or like drink more milk. Like it was very, very basic information. And that's when I was like, okay, I need to find out, you know, myself, like, how do I do this? And at this point, I already had a basic knowledge of health, but it was only from like a calorie perspective. So I, you know, when I was in the modeling industry, I was like, the only thing I can control is my weight. So let me just get really good at math and start calculating literally every single thing I put in my body. I was weighing my almonds. I was weighing my almond milk. I was weighing my oats, like every single thing. Which, you know, like obviously created even more of this eating disorder pattern. And then once I kind of turned that into more of like the health industry and I started learning so much about gut health and did everything that's out there from like, you know, the medical medium diets to the celery juice every day to like going on 30 different supplements to help with constipation and bloating and they would all help for about a month or two. And then I would jump onto something else. And it wasn't until I found detoxification and doing liver flushes that my body actually started to heal. Because, you know, for me, a lot of my, a lot of my health issues actually were rooted in the liver and no one really talks about this. So that was kind of like my journey into the work that I do now. And then I just went really deep into like, detoxification, liver flushes. And then from that, after I basically like started doing all the physical, I started understanding the part that the emotional plays into it. And so once I started understanding that, I just started seeing, you know, the whole health space in a completely different light. And that's why now I offer emotional release sessions. So oftentimes when someone has you know, constipation or health issues, instead of just looking at the large intestine on a physical level, 
we need to also look at it on the emotional and energetic level. So what emotions or what energy are you holding onto in this organ that you're not willing to let go and therefore the body cannot let go, like the muscles can't let go. And so oftentimes people's health issues will actually like clear up 90% with just doing the emotional work. And so that's just been a huge, huge shift for me personally. And I'm sure we can dive more into that as well. But yeah, that's kind of my journey in like a very, very short, concise version. One of the most important biohacks for me is grounding, taking off my shoes and connecting with the earth. There's lots of benefits to grounding, but a big one is how re-energizing it is. However, it's not always practical because we honestly just can't be barefoot all the time. That's the exact problem that Baja has solved with their game-changing grounding shoes. Life's hectic and going barefoot isn't always in the cards. By combining high-performance running shoes with grounding technology, they allow you to be grounded when you're on the move when going barefoot isn't possible. They are all about exercise cue. It's not just about working out. It's about blending exercise, the great outdoors, and grounding. Your holistic well-being all in one pair of stylish kicks. They're not just another shoe brand. They're the first to fuse grounding tech with high-performance shoes, and you can feel the difference as you kiss goodbye to fatigue and stress. I know I definitely do. They currently have two different models, a traditional cushion style, which I love, and a more minimal barefoot style with a thin sole and wider foot designed for the ultimate natural feel. You can keep it real with their simple, cool, and versatile designs. If you're hitting the gym, grabbing coffee, doing errands, or going out for your daily walk. If you want to get these, you want to get the same shoes that I have, I really recommend you do. And if you're ready to be more grounded and healthier, you can head over to bahe.co and use my discount code biohackingbrittany to save 10%. I really recommend these and I think they are the ultimate companion for every biohacker out there. Yeah, I feel like there's so much that we can unpack there and I relate to a lot of a lot of what you said. But I'm curious, like, you know, a lot of, especially a lot of women, I guess it kind of men as well, but a lot of women really do struggle with being obsessed with looking a certain way, whether you're in the model industry or not. And I've been there. I've like, you know, gone through my own roller coaster of that, especially when you're younger and you're in like the teenage years and, or even like early twenties, like that's the really, really hard time that I found with it. But I'm curious for you, like, how did you shift out of that mentality of being obsessed with counting your food or looking a certain way, but going into this holistic health space, but how did you not become obsessed in the holistic health space? Because I know for myself, like, I love biohacking and all of these things, but I still have to remember, okay, I, how do I have a good balance here and not just take what I was doing and apply it to this new area and pretend like it's not an obsession or a problem. Yeah. So I completely failed. (laughs) So essentially the way like my mind was tricking me that I had healed my eating disorder because all of a sudden I was like, oh no, like I'm only going through these detoxes and cleanses because I'm actually detoxing my body. But this obsession again became this obsession of like, wow, I have all these gallstones in my body, I have all these parasites in my body, like I need to get to get them out ASAP. And the thing which I mean, as women specifically, but as humans, like we just always will attach to like, 
if something feels really good, we just don't want it to go away. And so for me, that became this feeling of like cleansing, detoxing, biohacking. I started getting so high, like it was a literal high that I would get every time I would cleanse that, you know, I was like, oh my God, I want more of this. And so as a result of that, I actually lost so much weight as I was doing all these cleanses because for me, it was like, oh wow, I just don't have to eat. And like, I feel like I'm meditating 24 seven. My body feels amazing. I have incredible energy, but I was just like, not in like I was not grounded in the physical reality. And it actually took a near death experience to wake me up from that. So I essentially got so deep into biohacking, like I was, you know, like cleansing all the time doing these liver flushes, I was on a heavy metal detox, I was rebound remineralizing my body balancing all my minerals. Simultaneously, I was doing, you know, like two or three workouts a week, I was doing cold plunges like three times a week, saunas. And so then one time I took an ice bath and I essentially almost died. And so this was for me, like I'm still recovering from this, but that was my wake up call in the sense of like, you're just applying the same obsessive energy to a different industry. And I think that a lot of women struggle with this. Like I see, you know, my community here in Santa Monica like so many people here in LA are in that health and wellness industry. But you know, there's so many women that I see, they go, they work out five times a week, they cold plunge every day. Meanwhile, they don't have a cycle. They don't, you know, they're super in their masculine, they're super detached from like, what their body actually needs. And that's for me, been like a huge shift in like, can we actually get to the layer where you're so in tune with your body that your body will tell you exactly what you need. And it's not like, take a three minute ice bath, because it's good for you. According to statistics, it's like, what does your body need? How like, there is no time that you can put on your body, right? So it's it's really like, yeah, getting more into the layer underneath that I'm focused on now. Yeah, I love that. And I think it really does take a full health journey for a lot of people to kind of get to that point. Because yeah, I went through something similar you know, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your near death experience and I didn't have anything like that, but I became obsessed where like my cycle just became a mess and it was very long. I wasn't ovulating. I was over fasting. I wasn't eating enough over exercising, kind of like everything that you've said. And this was especially true a few years ago when like biohacking was very masculine and there wasn't a lot of discussion of Hey, this is what women should do. It was more just like, this is what all these older white men are doing. Okay, I'm going to do it too, and it's going to be fine. And then six months later, I'm not sleeping and I haven't ovulated in two months. And I'm like, oh, okay, like I don't think that this is working for me. And so I, I think we go through that health journey. And I think a lot of people also struggle with orthorexia, which is just this obsession with being as healthy as you can be. And, and, you know, I've teetered on that line of like, can I eat this? Or am I going to read every single ingredient in this one product? And oh, there's one thing in here, which means I'm not going to eat it. How do you go like, how do you balance that of, oh, this has seed oil in it? I know seed oil is bad for me. So I'm not going to eat it. But at the same time, I'm hungry, and I need to eat something and there's no other options. And it's like this interplay of like, you know, it's just complex every time you look at food. And, and I just find that it's hard to have that balance of, like you said, like listening to your intuition, but also making healthy decisions for yourself. So I don't know. I don't know what my question is, but that's just something I've, I've struggled with for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've struggled with that so much. Like 
like, like the same thing you were saying, you know, I was, I was fasting like 18, 20 hours at some point and like avoiding everything with, with seed oils, like avoiding all processed foods, demonizing like soy, demonizing like, you know, lactose and gluten. And I think ultimately where I come to now, and, and here's the thing, like a lot of people think that they can't change what they think, right? They're like, oh, this is my specialty. So now I'm going to like think this forever. And I think it's the beauty of this industry, but also like us as humanity is we learn more and more and there's more research that comes out and we change our opinions about things. And for me, like where I'm at in my journey right now is I'm so much deeper than the physical manifestation of like a symptom or something that is healthy or unhealthy that my belief currently is that it's all created in the mind. So if your mind thinks that something is making you sick, then it absolutely will. And the way in which I've seen this in myself is that the moment that on a an energetic level, our bodies are healthy, like a healthy body doesn't get sick from mold, for example, like it, it can fight it off. So when you get sick from molds, there is already an unhealthy terrain. So how do you change the terrain? And that really starts in the energetic space. It starts in the emotions, it starts in the thoughts. So if you declare to your body, my body is healthy and strong. And if I'm at a place where the only options have seed oils, my body literally isn't faced by that. Like, look at us, you know, look at children when they grow up, they eat garbage, and they still feel amazing. And they're, you know, they're growing and they're healthy. And like, I'm not saying that if you do that for 10 or 20 years straight and only eat processed foods, you're not going to see results of that. But I will say that if you have, you know, a diet that's 80% at least of like vibrant alive foods, and then the rest of that is just like foods, the body can still the body is really, really strong. Like it, it's not going to like get a disease from like eating like gluten or soy or, or like seed oils one time. And so for me, where I'm at right now is like, I just try to do my best and I listen to my cravings. Like if I have a, if I have a craving and I want a burger and I'm in a place where like, you know, I don't really know about the burgers ingredients, but my body is like asking for it. Then I'm not going to say, well, you can't have it because I don't really know if it's, you know, if it's like, great quality. So yeah. January is here. Can you believe it? How are you doing with your new year's goals and resolutions? Mine are pretty easy to focus on my well-being. And we all know that the foundation of well-being is a good night's sleep. So if I could do just one thing to improve my sleep and overall well-being, it is taking the number one mineral for that, which also helps me personally on so many levels, I can't even fully describe it. Yes, I'm talking about magnesium. Actually, I'm talking about that magnesium breakthrough from BioOptimizers. This product has seven different types of magnesium in it, which is involved in over 300 enzymatic reactions in the body. Pretty much every function in your body gets upgraded when you take magnesium, from the quality of your sleep, to your brain function, to your mood, metabolism, stress levels, everything. And let's face it, even if you're... 2024 resolution is not to focus on your health as it is mine. How are you really going to be able to achieve your goals if you're not sleeping well and if you're stressed out? You honestly need magnesium. So get the Bioptimizers full spectrum magnesium. It is my favorite. I take one every single day and you can go to my website with it, which is bioptimizers.com slash biohackingbrittany 
and use my discount code biohackingbrittany to get the biggest discount possible, which I'm super excited for you. So that's bioptimizers.com slash biohackingbrittany. And my code is biohackingbrittany as well. And that will get you a big discount off of magnesium and all of their other products as well. So enjoy that. And I hope your New Year's resolutions and goals are going well. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. So for those people listening, like how, how do you know what your emotional state is? And like, I think, I think you can look at it from a very, maybe like superficial level, right? Like right now, it's the morning, I feel energetic. It's Thursday, you know, I have one more day of work. Like you can look at it from like that type of, you know, simple, like simplistic way. But how do you know, really how you're feeling like and, and energetically and also emotionally, so that when you are faced with these decisions, your body can handle it better? Like, is it a meditation practice that you recommend? Or how can we kind of be in more tune with that? Yeah, so emotions, if we don't fully feel them or express them, they're stored in the body, right? So everything that's happened to you up to this point, if you haven't fully allowed yourself to experience it or or process it, and specifically as children, we don't have the capacity or maybe we don't grow up in a household that can hold our emotions. So the body starts to store that somewhere. And this is where if you look at the cells, like on an energetic level, if we store anger in our liver, that will reduce the amount of energy in the cells. And therefore, it's more susceptible for disease, right? So what we want to do is we want to in our minds, we want to go back to these experiences. And obviously, you have to get into a hypnotic state or into like a meditative state to do this. And so really, my my number one recommendation is to create space and to create space for a practice that fills you up like it shouldn't be again, because like even the meditations that are out there and the way that people are meditating right now, it's very masculine. It's they say, listen to this app, listen for 20 minutes, don't move, sit in this way, and you're going to feel better. Like, yes, you will. But can you actually just give yourself those 20 minutes to just be with your body and to just let your body show you what it needs? And so it's more of a somatic practice in the sense of like, like one way to start to release emotion is obviously through cleansing and detoxification, because you force the physical body to release. And therefore, you will also force the emotions or the beliefs that are associated with that physical symptom. But if you don't do that or or you you know you don't want to cleanse all the time a great way to do that is to do like myofascial release so what i do is i just grab a lacrosse ball or i start to roll out or i'm i'm doing some stretching meanwhile you want to maybe play some music that like gets you in that mood for me it's piano music and then you just feel you know you just like feel into your body you feel into the muscles and you can just start to communicate to your body and like have a conversation and be like what's stored here like why is it so tight and this is often when when we really allow ourselves, this is where the emotions will start to come up. So if you look at a body map, for example, and you can you can Google this, there's there's a lot that has like significance. So for example, the large intestine, like I said, is all about holding on. So not wanting to release something. So if you have constipation or you feel really bloated or backed up, can you allow yourself space to like meditate on this idea of what am I holding on to? And just asking that to this part of your body and sensing into that space in your body. And then the body will show you. You just have to create space for it. And like, unfortunately, the day or the way that we live these days, we don't have space. Like 
the moment we have time, we're on our phones or scrolling on social media. Like if we're not scrolling on social media, then we're eating. If we're not eating, then we're talking to a friend. It's like we don't have space to just be with our bodies without suppressing because the emotions that have been stored for the last 20, 30 years, it's so much that it scares us to feel into it. So then we rather numb. And that's really what's, in my opinion, creating so much disease. It's not the food. It's not like people with obesity. It's why, why do they feel like they need to eat all the time? It's because they, they're wanting to fill a void and they're wanting to not feel into what's actually there. And so if you can create more space for the feeling, you will also then eliminate the, you know, the need for more food than you're actually hungry for or the need for alcohol or the need for drugs. And so, yeah, that's really what I would say like is a great starting point is to just create space to be with your body. Yeah, I, I love that. And I can relate to that a lot. I, there's this place in Toronto and it's called Othership and it's like hot and cold therapy combined, but it's in like a class setting. And so you have a, a guide and an instructor. And so you're kind of like in there with, you know, 25, 30 other people. So you're in this massive sauna together and then you go do these cold plunges and there's different themes that they have and, and all of this stuff. And it's honestly so beautiful. And I've actually taken my mom a few times. And what's interesting is that every single time we go, she will cry. And, you know, she'll, she actually even volunteers when, when the, the guide would be like, does anyone want to talk about anything or has anything come up? She actually volunteers in front of all these people. It's quite amazing. And she'll just say like, Hey, this is coming up for me. And it's exactly to your point of there in, that's only one hour. But that is a space that is created where she has connected with her body and there's some sort of emotional release happening when she's sweating and detoxing in that sauna. And then there's like the tears that come and the release and the thoughts and whatever it is for her. And there's no technology, there's no food, there's no distraction. You're not really talking to other people and it's dark in there too. So the amount of stimulation is very low. And it's just so beautiful. It's one of the reasons why I actually love a sauna practice for people and for people's mental health and emotional health is because I think it creates that environment that we crave and we no longer actually have in our day to day anymore. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I love Othership. I, um, you know, I, I just love what they stand for. And it's, it's, to what you're saying, it's exactly what it is. It's creating an environment where people are forced to feel. And same for me, like anytime that I feel stuck, I go to the sauna because what it does is it literally, you know, you're rinsing, you're like sweating. And so you're releasing toxins. And therefore, you're also forced to feel into these things, you know, it's uncomfortable. And when you go through a situation that feels uncomfortable, whether you know, you lay and you like, put like a trigger point release ball on something that's painful or you're going through like a difficult situation like sauna cold plunge there will be emotions that come up and that can be released so anytime that you can get yourself into a similar state as you get into a sauna as you meditate as you do breath work like that's a space for emotional release and really like what that's doing is that's, that's the real healing, you know, that's going to do so much more than like micromanaging what you eat or taking 10 supplements. Like that is the real, the real supplement, in my opinion. 
Absolutely. I, I completely agree. And, you know, heat therapy like that is, is one of my favorite ways to detox and what I recommend to a lot of people. But I, I know you talk a lot about liver flushing and detoxing. So for those listening who kind of potentially don't understand what that is or how that works, can you kind of explain it and maybe your favorite ways to do it or what you would recommend? Yeah. So essentially the idea about or behind liver flushing is this idea that, you know, our livers are completely overburdened and toxic. And it's not just because of all the environmental toxins. It's also because of our eating patterns. It's because we, you know, like we smoke or like smoking cigarettes is like one of the main causes of like gallstone formation and hormonal birth control, like medications, alcohol, like you name it. And so what happens in the liver when it gets overburdened and toxic is that there's like liver stagnation that can happen. And this happens when there's bile that becomes thick and it beca- it kind of forms a sludge. And the sludge over time can form, you know, calcified gallstones. So by the time people, for example, get an ultrasound and they can actually see the gallstones, that's kind of the latest stage of this stagnation. So, you know, before it calcifies, it's not fully hardened, but it still clogs your bile ducts. And so if we don't have our bile that can flow freely through our bodies, it is really our our main essential digestive fluid, then we're starting to create an acidic environment because bile is what neutralizes your stomach acid. So we're not only not going to be able to digest certain foods, we're seeing food sensitivities, we're seeing, you know, inflammation in the gut, we're seeing dysbiosis, really the liver, if it doesn't properly detox, and if it doesn't properly alkalize the body, that's really, in my opinion, where like a lot of our symptoms come from. So if you, for example, look at your eyes, and you have a lot of like, red blood vessels, or like yellowing of the eyes, you have dark circles under your eyes, like these are all signs of liver stagnation. And, you know, there's many different ways that you can boost the liver and start to clean out the liver. And there's obviously a lot of liver boosting herbs, there's you know, several detox practices. Liver flushing is among one of the most effective and quick ways to just flush out a ton of garbage. However, you can't just do that, right? So so there's this idea of we have like drainage pathways and it kind of starts on the bottom of the funnel, which is your colon. So if you have any sort of history of constipation or you've never done a gut cleanse before, you haven't done series of colonics, then you want to start there. And really what we, you know, what you're trying to do is to make sure that you have a clear pathway because the moment that you're going to flush the liver, you're literally flooding the body with toxins and they need to go somewhere. And so you you want to avoid the reabsorption of toxins. So a liver flush itself, the way it works is you basically abstain from fats for a short period of time, which will build pressure in the liver and the gallbladder. And then you take certain substances that widen the bile ducts and that soften these stones or this congestion. And then you consume a large amount of oil and that will flush the liver. So it'll basically flush out a ton of bile and therefore a ton of stones. For some people, parasites, like I had a huge parasitic infection in my liver. So I flushed out like over 500 parasites out of my liver alone. So, you know, for me, like all my gut issues that I was telling you about earlier, that's really what was at the root. It was this parasitic infection because I had like fully mature flukes in my liver. And like, we can also dive a little into that. Like I believe because I grew up with like five cats, like that was really why I had so many parasites in my body. But 
you know, like we all have them. And so you just want to make sure to also like periodically address that. But yeah, so the liver flushing, the way in which I work with it with my clients, because it's such an easy way is I first get them through a colon cleanse where you start to release a mucoid plaque, which is a buildup of dried mucus and biofilms, old fecal matter, undigested food, which kind of coats the small intestine. And when we all have this, especially if, if we've never cleansed before, but what this does is it actually prevents optimal nutrient absorption. So when you cleanse that, and it's it's pretty gnarly to see what comes out of your body, but when you cleanse that, you you know you have this clear pathway to then perform a liver flush. So that's kind of like the prerequisite. Then I walk people through liver flushes, and then once we kind of have those drainage funnels open, then we move into you know like heavy metal protocols, parasite cleansing, stuff like that. Because if we do that before, and this is where you hear all the horror stories about people doing parasite cleanses and them coming out of their eyes or they're breaking out in crazy hives or eczema all over the body. So you just want to make sure to do it in a correct order. So yeah, that's kind of like the way I perform liver flushes. I would, you know, there's a lot of people that do this at home. I would definitely recommend if you're going to do it to find someone that has experience doing this and doing it with a practitioner. And also making sure that you have access to like a colon hydrotherapist after. Yeah, I love that. That's so interesting. I, I've i never done a liver flush like that, actually, like the one that you, the way that you described that. And I would be very interested in trying something like that, obviously, after supporting the colon, like you said, and taking a, a very gentle approach to it, I think is smart versus like, I'm sure you've seen them, the detox supplements that you can just buy at the store and people doing them. And, and then they have all these, you know, adverse effects. And it's like, okay, let's kind of slow it down. And yeah, let's be smart about this. Like, let's start from the colon, work our way up, do the liver, do the liver. So then the liver is strong enough to support when you do a parasite cleanse versus just starting with that. Are there any type of people that you would not recommend this for that you would say, Hey, maybe let's wait a little bit. This might be too much for you right now type of idea. Yeah. So, you know, when I just started, when I just found liver flushing, I was like, everyone should do it. This is amazing. (laughs) And like, you know, we, we make our mistakes and I started seeing, cause even in myself, like after I had that near death experience, my body was so fragile and I was able to like feel into what certain people feel when they have like adrenal fatigue. Like I had extreme adrenal burnout, like nervous system issues. I was getting panic attacks all the time, heart palpitations. And basically it showed me that the body needs to be at a certain strength to do it. So I always, you know, talk to the people before I ask them about their history, about like how, how is their stress levels? Because if your body is already really stressed, it's not going to want to let go of toxins. It's just going to be focusing on you know, like surviving really. So what I want to, what I do with people when they're not ready yet is I really focus on the foundational work. So here's, you know, getting your nervous system in that rest and digest, really making sure that your adrenals are strong, like having enough strength in your body, like just balancing out your hormones, all that stuff. And then we move into this. So anyone specifically that I wouldn't recommend this to is people that yeah, I mean, just like have a very, very sensitive nervous system. And even, you know, even with a very sensitive nervous system, once we kind of bring that back in balance, you can absolutely do like I have like sent more sensitive protocols for people that 
like me now <laughs> that are really, really sensitive to certain supplements. So yeah, I mean, that that was even the beauty of my experience. It's like, I was able to, like, I used to be that person that would just take like 10 different detox supplements at a time. And I'm like, I don't feel anything, but like, it's working. And now, like after that near death, that near death experience and having such a sensitive nervous system, I will get a panic attack from synthetic vitamins. Like it's, that's how sensitive my body is. And so it's been really beautiful to experience my body in a way where I can now have empathy or sympathy for people that are so sensitive and I can actually create the dosing based on my body and therefore make it, you know, friendly for people that are really, really sensitive. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think there's, it's good to just be cautious of overstimulating people when they are very sensitive to stimulation in general. What are the type of health issues that you have seen in your practice that liver flushing has really made a difference for? I mean, wow, there's so much here. So I, at one point, like, I mean, if we really go on like dis-ease, you know, we obviously for any sort of like digestive issues, any sort of sensitivities, intolerances, like it's all show, like any sort of sensitivity or intolerance has to do with the gut and the liver and it can be cleared up. Like, you know, unless it's like a full allergy, even I believe that allergies can fully get cleared up, but like any sort of sensitivity, bloating and digestion that's really what it works for period symptoms. So people that have very painful periods or irregular periods also usually has to do with the liver, acne, eczema, skin issues, rashes. And I have worked with both diabetic patients and cancer patients. So for both of those incredible results, like probably the fastest results I've seen in anyone so far, because, you know, diabetes or type 2 diabetes has so much to do with the liver and your, you know, your blood sugar balance. So that specifically, any sort of fasting and specifically if we also introduce enzymes and then also work on reducing the toxic load of the body is obviously going to have a really good effect on, you know, more serious illnesses. Uh, But again, we will obviously be talking to their doctors before doing anything. So that's, and then like, molds, parasites. Like, honestly, I don't really know what it wouldn't work for. Obviously, in the right set and setting when the body is healthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also just helping with like hormonal balance. Like I, I know you said like PMS. And I, I, I'm I, assuming that you wouldn't obviously recommend this for anyone in the like pregnancy, postpartum, early stages. Yeah, no, no, no. So not during pregnancy, mainly because, you know, I mean, you don't want to flood the body with toxins when you're carrying a baby. It's really, really good to do before you you get pregnant, right? Because if you improve the liver health before you get a baby, like you're you're simultaneously improving the baby's liver health. And so really, yeah, like anyone that's looking to get pregnant, highly recommend doing detox protocols before pregnancy, uh, which will also increase your your chance of getting a healthy pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I say the same thing, like detoxing before you even start trying to conceive because yeah, during pregnancy, though, that's not the time. <laughs> that's not the time to do any like sort of fasting or anything like that. The body's going through enough change that yeah, you don't want to flood it with toxins or cause any more stress physically, mentally, anything, anything like that. You also talk about like detoxing from love versus fear. And 
this is so interesting because, I mean, I know we've kind of talked about like trauma and emotional healing, but why do you think there's like a difference between that, like love versus fear? Yeah. So, I mean, everything is such a fine line and it's really all about intention and subtle energy, right? So if, for example, like we can bring this, this aspect into literally everything, but with detoxing specifically, just feel like if you tune into your body and you say, I have to get this stuff out of my body. Like it's not serving me. This is really like, oh my God, I'm getting so sick. Like I have to get this stuff out of my body. The body is in fear, right? So, so now what the body is thinking is like, oh my God, I'm under attack. What's happening? Versus when you say to yourself, and this is like a practice that goes so, so, so deep, but it's, it's like, I love my body and I'm going to try to support it in any way I can. And therefore I'm going to go through a detox right now. And so all of a sudden the energy that you bring into this week that you go into a detox, it's like, it's motivating, it's loving, it's gentle, it's easy on the body versus when you go into a a detox and you're like, I need to lose weight, I need to do this, like the energy behind it is so different. And it makes a huge impact on the way the body responds, because the body just wants to be loved, and it just wants to feel safe, and it just wants to be held. And it's the same thing with everything. Like when you make a food decision, is it from love or from fear, right? It goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Like if you say, I love my body, I'm hungry, and therefore I'm going to make this decision that I wouldn't make on a daily basis, but my body is strong and it can handle it versus saying like, oh my God, I, if I'm going to eat this now, like I, I will, but like it's going to make me sick. And then all of a sudden the body will respond to that. So it's just going back to that principle. Yeah, it, it really has to do with the mentality that you have when you go into these things, even like scarcity versus abundance. And yeah, how do we go into a detox with grace for ourselves and grace for the process and grace for the outcomes, no matter what happens. And it's so different compared to going into it like, oh, I I can't wait to lose these few pounds or this is going to clear up my skin and kind of just like these ideas of, I'm not like shallow, but just like, like different outcomes, you know, versus like, no matter what happens, like, I'm going to feel good about this. And, and I love my body today. And I'm going to love my body after. And again, it goes back to that idea of like, having a full, like health journey and the experience to be able to do that. Because when I was younger, that was definitely not how I viewed things. I was definitely not at that point of like, this idea of like radical self love, regardless. And it just, it takes so much to get there. And I don't know why it takes so much to get there. Maybe it's just for me. I don't know. But it took me so long to be able to do that. And I know that if I were to do something like this today to work with you or do a liver detox or cleanse, like it it would be so different than if I did this like 10 years ago. Do you know what I mean? And I'm so glad this is a part of how you coach people and help people because that really helps like set them up for proper success long-term, not just like, here's this quick fix for this one thing that you might not like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's also what I always tell people, like when they get into a container with me or, you know, do like a detox with me, the first thing I say is, I'm not going to tell you what you need to eat. I'm not going to tell like, this is your journey. Like this is really for you to come back to your inner knowing to your body. And like, what I want to avoid is that people come to me and think that I healed them. Like I want them to feel empowered and think that, you know, I want them to learn. I want them to like be knowledgeable. I want them to tune back into their body's wisdom. And so 
it's just a completely different way of looking at things because like, you know, the whole system is built on like, I'm the doctor, you need to come back to me. I'm I'm the one that needs to make money, use these supplements, they're going to heal you. And I'm like, you don't need anything. So really, the only thing I focus on is just like stripping away what's not necessary, which is, you know, the toxins, which is like the parasites, and just allowing your body to come back into balance itself. And again, like that also relates to the emotions, like we don't need the self limiting beliefs, we don't need the self hate, we just need love and acceptance, and then the body will start to heal. So it's, yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm like, I'm always so fascinating that the health industry doesn't really offer this support <laughs> in that way. Yeah, that's so interesting, though, as a health coach, you say that, you know what I mean? Like, someone comes to you to work with you. And you're like, actually, no, like, you get to decide what you eat. Like, that's so empowering for them. But I'm so I'm sure that they are very like, whoa, I didn't expect that. Like, so what are the reactions when, when your clients have like, when you say stuff like that, do they suddenly feel like this sense of, responsibility and empowerment or are they kind of overwhelmed or like how did they how did they take it yeah i mean obviously there's all the basic knowledge i give them right so like i will say like hey like we're looking at what they're eating now i will i will give them awareness and information about how the foods that they're eating are impacting them i will give them general ideas of like hey like if you eat this way in the morning if you add these things to your you know, to the way you eat and your diet and all that stuff, like it's going to have this effect. So I'm basically just educating them to make their own informed choices. And then it comes down to like, instead of me giving them a meal plan and say, hey, eat these like sweet potato burgers for dinner, they get to they get to understand how sweet potato or like these other foods impact their health. And then they get to choose like, wow, what am I feeling today? Oh, wow, I feel today I want to have a vegan meal today, I want to have a steak, like they really get to tune into what their bodies are craving. And I think ultimately, that's the only way that the body is truly going to heal because like, the body has different needs, like specifically as women, we have different needs and like the different phases of our cycle. Like if I'm going to tell you to eat a steak, when maybe you're in this phase that you, you feel like you want to like, eat vegan, because the body is more in the state where it wants to detox, then like, you know, I'm interfering with your body's processes. And that's what I want to avoid as a coach is I want to re-empower you. And so some people in the beginning are kind of like, oh, can I make these decisions? Like, am I capable of doing this? But the moment that we go through something like a detox or a cleanse, they will start to resensitize to their own inner knowing. And they'll be like, oh, wow, I am craving this or interesting. Like I had this weird idea that I want to eat this. And so they learn to follow their intuition and, and their nudges. And then usually they pick up really quickly. I love that. I, I think that's such a refreshing approach to take. And I love that you just teach people about tapping into that intuition with like cravings, but also like something that I talk about a lot, like especially with my family, is this idea of just stopping eating when you're full versus having to finish all of the food on your plate. And it just drives me nuts when older people, it's typically older people will say something like that because I think if you are sitting there eating and then you, you kind of slow down and you stop and there's like three pieces of broccoli left on your plate. I think it's totally fine to leave that because you're just listening to your body. But the older generations are like, oh no, finish all the food on your plate. Like, what do you mean you need to eat that? You need those vegetables. But what you're doing, and I had to explain this to my husband because his parents did that to him. I had to explain it and say like, 
what that taught you as a kid was not to listen to your gut and your intuition when you were eating and that it was more important to follow what your parents said about your the food on your plate than what you felt and how your stomach felt. So let's kind of work on that. And if you want to stop eating at 70% of the plate, that is okay. That is totally fine. <laughs> like, And it's been such a journey to like re- you know, reteach that to him because he's, he's just been like taught, you know, finish everything no matter what. And I'm going to eat so fast that I'm not even going to really slow down. And then there's digestive issues. Right. And, and so, yeah, I just love that you teach that. I think it's just very empowering to people. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, that's always going to be a challenge, right? Like I was raised in that way too. And so even for me right now, it's like, if it's on my plate, I need to figure like I need to eat it. And I think, I'm doing really well with that now, but like it's harder when you go out to eat at a restaurant and you actually pay for the food, right? It's this idea of like, oh wow, like I have half of this left. Like, should I not eat it? And I think we, you know, just like acknowledging that we all struggle with this, but that it is really beautiful when you get to tune more into that intuition and like actually listening to when you're full. Yeah, I forget what culture it is. I think it's a one in um, Japan. They they have some sort of quote and it talks about stopping eating when you're 80% full because you actually don't feel 100% until about like 20 to 30 minutes later once it's gone through the stomach and it's now being digested. And I always think about that. I'm like, okay, I actually think I'm 80% and the 100% is going to kick in 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 this amount of time. So I'm just going to stop now. But yeah, it's it's a practice for sure. And, And I just take leftovers at restaurants all the time and, you know, just deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What advice would you give to somebody who is maybe at the earlier points in their health journey and they're kind of looking towards better health and and better alignment like we've talked about? Yeah. So obviously like it comes with awareness, like awareness is the first thing. So really starting to look at like everything they're consuming and that goes beyond food, right? That, That is from the music they listen to, to what they put on their skin, to, you know, like household products, like really starting to reduce toxic elements. And I'm actually, I'm working right now on like basically launching like a a basic course that goes over all this information. So it's a really easy step-by-step process because we also don't want to overwhelm people, right? It's like, again, going back to this principle of doing this from love versus fear. Like, I don't want you to gain awareness about all the products in your home. And all of a sudden you're like, I have to throw out everything. I have to buy all these new things. And it's just like, can we make one simple swap at a time? Can we really slowly learn to let go of like AirPods? Can we, you know, can we let go of like having our Wi-Fi off on at night? Can we slowly start to stop using synthetic candles? And so really just like one step at a time, releasing like our input in our environment. And that also comes to like our emotional health like where are we having constant emotional triggers like is it at work do we are we constantly stressed do we have all this you know like do we have an unhealthy relationship or do we have friendships that don't feel aligned anymore like really starting to limit your input of the toxins and and like the unhealthy things and yeah also just giving yourself grace like it's a journey i'm still learning like we all are and like I would be lying, like we all would be lying if we were like, oh, we're we're 100% toxin free and, and healthy. It's like, 
we're living in a world where that's simply not possible. And sometimes it's okay to choose convenience over like the thing that you know is the best. Like I'm still guilty of it as well. You know, like I have clothes that are still full of like (laughs) synthetics and am I going to like suddenly throw away all my clothes and like spend thousands of dollars on a fully new closet? I'm like, no, but now that I know the choices I make going forward will be better informed. So I think like it's really just, yeah, just taking it one step at a time. And then in terms of like where people can start with like on a detoxification level, the one thing that I I offer is that, you know, the seven day detox that I usually do in a group setting which will start to get into like releasing mucoid plaque, opening up the drainage funnels, and then anything you're going to do afterwards, whether it is like dietary changes, taking supplements, it's just going to absorb better and it's going to work a lot better. So that's a really good place to start for people that have never done a detox before. I love that. I love that advice. And and I think that's such a good place to kick it off without being you know overwhelmed by everything out there, which happens so, so easily. So if people want to learn more about your work and potentially work with you and connect with you, how can they do that? Yeah, so I share most things on my Instagram or my website. So my Instagram is just my first dot last name and my website is my first and last name.com. I am in the process of launching a community program or portal for like a, a small fee every single month where we do, we basically give people access to, you know, like the group coaching community. They can ask questions. We have live Q&A calls and workshops. And then from there, they can opt into, you know, like my foundational courses or to apply to work one-on-one with me. So that's kind of the way in which I work now. I also do offer one-on-one emotional release sessions, which I do offer as a one-off session. I don't do any of my health coaching sessions outside of a container. So that's, that would be the easiest way. I'm super responsive on Instagram. So if people, you know, have any specific questions, definitely feel free to message me there. And yeah, just super excited to connect to some of your community. Yeah, I love that. And that's so excited that you're building a community space. I see a lot of people doing that nowadays, actually. And I think it's so smart. And I think I'm just, I'm just glad we're moving towards more collaborative spaces and communities outside of like the typical social media platforms. I think it's smart. Yeah. So I will definitely connect and list all of that in the show notes and on my website so people can find you easily and work with you, connect with you. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was awesome. And I I learned a lot from you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and looking forward to talking to you more. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.